Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, The Testament of Jesus, the Anointed One, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on April 16th, 2017. Excited that you're here this morning. Thank you for, for joining us here at Soul Rio Church. We are here today to celebrate, and we are celebrating because our Savior is alive. Amen to that? Amen. Amen. See, we are a privileged people because we serve a God and King that is alive and He is active and He is at work in all of our community and all the people around us, in our hearts, in our souls, and He is doing some amazing things through people. And I'm excited to be here, to stand in front of you here this morning. And so we're very grateful that we get to do this. We're very grateful that we get to be a part of all that God is doing in so many lives. Hey, if you're a first-time guest, uh, we're excited that you're here. We're so grateful that you're here. I want you to know that there are people in this room that love you. There are people that have been praying for you that you would come this morning. And whether you chose to come just because uh, you saw our website or you just decided, hey, look at those signs, let's turn in and check it out, um, we're excited that you're here. We're very thankful for here. And our prayer this morning, whether we've been invited for the first time or we've been here for a long time, our prayer this morning is that we would grow in a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? We're here to sing God's praises. We're here to open up his word and think about all that God wants to do in us and through us. So I want you to know that you're here this morning for that very purpose, so that God could speak to your heart, that he could draw you closer to him, and that you could have a greater understanding of this great love that he has for each and every person. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your love and your grace and the reminder of what today brings. Lord, our Savior lives. He is alive. Lord, we worship you because you are the living God. Lord, you have drawn us into these moments. You have brought us to this place so that we can open up your word, so that we can hear your voice. Father, I pray that you would speak to our hearts by the power of your spirit, that you would move us this morning, that you would change us this morning. Father, that we would just rest in the love that you have for us. Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for what you did for every person. Lord, I pray that it would just resonate in our hearts, that it would resonate in our minds, and that as we go away from here today, that we would be a changed people, changed because of who you are, changed because of who Jesus is. And Lord, we thank you for this this morning, and we pray it all in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Well, if you would, turn in your Bibles. There's Bibles under the chairs. If you didn't bring your Bible this morning, grab your iPhone, your iPad, whatever you use. We're going to be in the Gospel of John this morning. And I want to look at um, Gospel of John chapter 15. I want to look at a few verses this morning. And really, this morning, I want you to know that our focus this morning is just on God's love. See, God expressed his love to us through his son, Jesus Christ. He did something very specific, very intentional, and it was all part of his plan for redeeming each and every one of us to himself. And in the Gospel of John, Jesus gives us a picture of what that love looks like. And so together this morning, I thought we'd read a few verses and then just talk a little bit about God's love. How's that sound? Good? Amen. You guys ready? Everybody there? John 15. We're going to look at verses 12 through 17. Let's read those together. Starting in verse 12, Jesus says, 
This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has none, no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, and if you do what I command you, no longer do I call you servants. For the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask in the name of my Father, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. See, right here in this moment, Jesus is revealing to us his love, God's love for mankind. And he tells us some very specific things. He shows us and reveals to us some very specific things about his love. And the first thing that we see is that God showed his love through Jesus Christ. If you look at verse 12 and 13, it says, Jesus says, this is my commandment, that you love one another. And here it is, as I have loved you. He says, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. See, Jesus has given us a descriptive here and we have to take note of what he's saying. He's helping us to understand what true love looks like. And he's telling us to love each other just as he's loved us. And then it's interesting how he kind of transitions but keeps it into the same picture of essence of describing that love by saying that no greater love than this, than that a man would lay down his life for a friend. See, that's exactly what we're celebrating this morning. That's exactly what we come together every Sunday morning when we sing and we lift hands. We're celebrating and praising that our friend Jesus gave his life so that you and I could have life. Isn't that amazing? Does that leave you in awe this morning? That God would sacrifice his son? That he would show us his great love through this man we call Jesus the Christ. See, God demonstrated and he proved to us this love that he has for us. I want to give us a couple of passages this morning that will help us to see the proof, the evidence of this love that God has for all mankind, for people that he created. John 3, 16 and 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believed in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Then in verse 17 it says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Isn't that wonderful? See, God gave us his son. He showed us his love through Jesus Christ. And he did it so that we might be saved through him. Then 1 Timothy 2, it says, 2, 5, and 6, it says, For there is one God, there is one mediator between God and men, and it is the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all. Did you hear that? For all which is the testimony given at the proper time. See, it's God's love revealed through Jesus Christ. See, there's the proof, there's the evidence of this love that God has for you and for me. 
See, God loves. You might be asking yourself, well, what does that have to do with me? So what? Big deal. Well, I want you to know that that it has everything to do with you. See, because this God doesn't just love. He loves you. See, the Bible teaches us that God knew us before he even formed the world, before he created, that he had us in mind, that he was thinking about Floyd and John and Jim and Sheila and Mary and Thomas. See, this love has everything to do with you. And my prayer is this morning that you would take it personal. That you would, you would seek to discover this love that God has. Because it's tremendous. It's amazing. And I promise you, it's going to leave you in awe. See, the second thing we see here is that God invites us into this love. See, there's this invitation that God gives us. It's a personal thing, a relationship. Look in verses 14 and 15 in our passage. Listen to what Jesus says. He says, you are my friends if you do what I command you. And no longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. Do you note the the relational aspect of what Jesus is saying? The intimacy that Jesus is inviting us into? He says, no longer do you call me master, but you can call me friend. Now, I have a lot of friends. And I love the fact that I do have a lot of friends. And the intimacy that we have in our friendship and our relationship is that just of that. It's intimate. It's meaningful. And it's personal. See, God is inviting you into a relationship with His Son, Jesus Christ. He's saying, I want to be your friend. I want to know you in an intimate way. And I want you to know my love. I want you to understand this love that I have for you. And it's a personal love. See, God loves every person in this room. He has shown that to us. He has proven that to us through His Son, Jesus Christ. And the story began way back when. Do you realize when God created the heavens and the earth, He made all of the things in this world the animals, the trees, everything that we love, everything that we don't like, God created it all. But the cool thing about this creation is that when God created man, not only did he create us in his image, he created us like him, but what God did is he showed us favor and he gave us authority over creation. See, he set us apart. He gave us a position of authority to care for and to take care of all the things that he's created. See, when God invites us into this relationship, it means so much more than we could ever imagine. God gives us authority to do things and allows us privileges. This is why Jesus says, hey, when you ask the Father... He'll give it to you. He says, because he, he's placed you in a special position, in a special place. 
He created you to be loved and to love Him. See, God has done some amazing things and He did it all with the intent to love us. See, God wants us to join in in this relationship and He's pursuing us and He'll never stop. I want to ask you this. Have you ever felt like giving up? I've got to imagine that probably everyone in this room at some point, at some time in their lives have kind of felt like, I just want to give up. I just want to stop. Whether it be because of a work situation, maybe a a relationship situation, whether it be whatever. I got to imagine that, that most of us, I know I have, there's been moments in my life where I'm like, what am I doing, God? See, the beauty of it is, even when we decide we want to give up, even in those moments that that we don't want to move forward, God is always pursuing us. He's always seeking after us. And His pursuit is relentless. See, we can rest in the fact, even when we want to give up, God never gives up. See, if we look at history, if we look at the Genesis story all the way through Revelation, we see God's plan being unfolded. And we see this pursuit going on for his people that is just constant, it's consistent, and it's full of love and full of grace. See, this is why in the book of Revelation, Jesus says this in Revelation 3.20. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him, and he with me. See, Jesus is inviting us into this banquet, into this love relationship. He is inviting you, and you, and you, into this relationship. And he stands there and he says, please, hear my voice. I stand at the door and knock. See, God is pursuing us in this relationship. And I tell you what, this morning, and I want you to know that God is doing all of this. He is orchestrating every moment in your life. He is allowing you to take steps that you think you're in control of, when yet He is in control, so that He can bring you to a place to where one moment, at a specific time, you will realize that God loves you and that He cares deeply for you. See, because what the Bible teaches us here is that God's love, it's for you. You know, Friday night, Pastor Allen shared, and he asked the question, he says, you know, I, I think about the cross. And I ask myself, I say, why? Why did that have to happen? You know, my, my best guess is because you needed it to happen. It's because I needed it to happen. See, I needed evidence. I needed proof of God's love. Unfortunately, in my humanity, I have to have proof. I have to have some evidence of why God would love me. Why he would show his love for someone like me. See, that's why Jesus died on the cross. See, he didn't do it just to defeat death. He didn't do it just to to show us 
that he was God. He did it to show us that he loves us. He did it because he loves you. God loves you. Listen to what Jesus says here. Verses 16 and 17. I want you to listen to this. He says, You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. So that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. These things so that you would love one another. See, God has chosen you to love. He has given you this love with no conditions. The only condition is that you have to accept it. You have to accept it. See, because if you turn your back to it, if you turn away from it, you'll never experience it. You'll never know truly what it means to be loved. See, God wants you to accept his love. He wants you to receive this free gift of salvation. See, that's why Jesus died on the cross. Because he loves you and he cares about you. And he proved it to us by doing what he did. See, I want you to understand something, that this is God's plan for you. This is why Jesus in John 14, 1 says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God and believe also in me. John three sixteen says, Whoever believes in the Son. See, it's just accepting the free gift that God offers to all mankind. I want to ask you this morning, will you accept this love today? Will you accept what God is offering you this morning? I believe you're here this morning because God wants you to know his love. I believe there is no question that God wants you to feel and experience the love that he has for you. But the only question is, will you accept it? Will you receive it? John sixteen twenty seven says, For the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and I have believed and, and have believed that I came from God. See, this is where we start. See, we believe in Jesus. We believe and confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he came and he lived and he died and he rose again on the third day. And this was God's plan to restore us to himself. This was God's plan to reveal to us his love. What an interesting way to do that, isn't it? What an amazing way to do that, to sacrifice someone. See, that's why the heart of our passage today, Jesus says what love looks like. He says no greater love than this, than that a man would lay his life down for a friend. God is inviting you into this love relationship. God is saying, I want to be your friend. The question this morning is, will you accept it? Will you live for it?
See that Jesus is the way, he's the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. Romans 5, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. See, this is why we celebrate. This is why today we have joy. See, we rejoice in the hope. We rejoice in who Jesus Christ is. And we go away from here renewed, revived, and alive. Because Jesus is alive. Amen? If you would, if you'd bow your heads and pray with me. I just want to spend these last few moments just reflecting and celebrating and praising God for all that he's doing in our lives. And I want to pray with you and I want to pray for you. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I just want you to think about the cross and the significance of what Jesus Christ did for you. The love that he showed as he stretched his arms out and he hung there. And he even made the statement, he says, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. They don't understand the sin that they are in. They don't understand the disobedience. And then he says, it's finished. And I want you to know that when Jesus says it's finished, it means it's finished. See, the sins that you've committed, the sins of this world, Jesus bore those sins on the cross. He hung there and he took the weight of sin upon himself. And because of it, it is finished. You have been forgiven for yesterday's sins, for today's sins, and for any future sins. See, Jesus conquered death on that cross that day. Jesus rose again on the third day and he did it to show us to help us to understand just how great his love is for each and every one of us. I hope this morning as we pray that you realize this love, that as God reveals it to you, as he shows it to you, that you would accept that love. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this moment because we believe that you brought us to this place. We trust in the fact that you brought us to this moment to remind us of this great love. Father, you laid the life of your son down. You gave him up. You turned your back on him for that moment so that we could truly understand how deep this love is for us. And so, Father, we we thank you for that this morning. We rejoice in that love. Lord, our prayer this morning is that we would just, just come to understand how deep this love is, that we would grow in this love and that we would take steps as we receive this love to pursue you, to understand you and to know you more. Let this love relationship grow, Father. I pray for every heart in this room. I pray that as you speak to them, as you guide them, that they would commit to you, Father, that they would surrender whatever it is, that they would lay it at the foot of the cross and that they would trust you with it, Father, that they would believe in you, believe in your Son, 
and take this gift, this free gift of salvation, and turn away from whatever their old life had to a new life, a new life with Jesus, a new life walking and resting in your love. Father, I thank you so much for this love. I thank you so much that that we get to, to sing your praises, that we get to gather to encourage each other, to love one another. Father, thank you for the love that you show us, the love that you've given us through your son, Jesus Christ. Father, we love you and we praise you and we do it all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening. And we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.